A brand new 25-year-old model is raking in nearly $11,000 per month for her modeling agency in Barcelona, which is somewhat impressive. But it's especially impressive because this hot little Spaniard is not a human. She's a computer model model created by AI to look perfect. And unlike most developments in AI, which I suspect will degrade us all before wiping out human life entirely, Terminator style, in the case of Aitana, that's her name, it's kind of clever, right? If titillating jobs must exist, I am all for giving them to computers. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. Jeremy is spilling the beans on what a top Hollywood talent agent told all of us years ago uh, ahead of the Lady Boulders premiere. So we'll get to that in just one second. First, though, I don't want to move off of this hot little Spanish collection of zeros and ones too quickly. Uh, I guess this is my pro-AI week. I'm really into AI this week. I'm not pro-AI generally. I'm pro-human being generally. But in the case of the story yesterday where AI is writing stories for Sports Illustrated, I think that's fine. I think probably AI writes better stories than most journalists, and probably AI is less robotic than most liberal journalists working today. And I think it's good that AI is now taking the job of models, not because I have anything against human models. I actually really care about human models, and because of that, I want them to lose their jobs to computers because modeling generally is terrible for women. There are some exceptions. There have been some people who have been models and they've gotten out of it and they've gone on to live good lives. But very often they end up being exploited and degraded and treated as an object and a commodity in themselves. And it's just not really good. It's not good at all. And and so I think if you're going to have a job where human beings are treated as nothing but flesh for our own titillation and entertainment, then might as well be a a computer doing it. Can't really morally degrade a computer. You can do that to a human being. The criticism of the AI supermodels is that it will create unfair standards for other women. This this is uh, being reported by Euronews. Some are worried the unrealistic perfection of these women may make younger people obsessed with wanting to be perfect. That's a ridiculous criticism because we already have Photoshop. That's already true. So Human women have their pictures taken and then editors go in and they make them look inhuman by taking away every little wrinkle, every little piece of fat, everything. And so if younger women are dealing with these body dysmorphia issues, uh, that's already happening. It's just involving actual human beings on the other side of the camera too. Uh, in this case, I think it's absolutely great. I've been thinking a lot about this recently because I'm I'm returning to the screen in this movie, uh, Lady Ballers. And I'll tell you, even the craft of acting is giving me some pause now. B- because for my whole life, I thought that there was nothing immoral about acting. I thought it was just kind of strange that for all of human history, actors and models were lumped in with criminals and prostitutes as, as far as the... Uh, uh, social classes are concerned. But but I'm beginning to understand why, which is that when you are an actor, you if you're a good actor, then you are not only hitting your marks and saying your lines, but you are really 
persuasively conveying the character that you're supposed to play. And the way that we do that in modern life is by really, truly believing the things that, an act, that we are saying as actors. We are believing the circumstances that we find ourselves in as actors. We are furthermore desiring the things that the character desires. And in so doing, one, one warps one's own intellect, one's own desire, one, one's own will, one's own soul. And I don't know that that's great. So I'm not here as the American Taliban issuing a fatwa on all modeling and all acting. But contrary to what you're hearing from everyone, the lib actors, screen actors guild, and the conservatives who fear transhumanism and post the post-human future, I'm, I'm not that upset with computers replacing actors and models. It's probably best of all for the actors and the models. Uh, now, speaking of fake women, new report just broke. Dylan Mulvaney has been named to the Forbes 30 under 30 list. Now, the 30 under 30 list is a little misleading. Because the list is supposed to be the 30 most impressive people under the age of 30. But it's not really 30 people because they have all sorts of different categories. So it ends up being a lot of people under 30. Dylan Mulvaney won for the category of creator or influencer. I love that category of creator. As though every, no one else on earth creates. It's just people who talk on YouTube. They're the creators. <laughs> and everyone else, they're just automatons. They're robots. They're like the AI of, of, that, of that Spanish model. Uh, again, maybe this is a contrary take, though this one is entirely self-interested. I am thrilled that Dylan Mulvaney has been named to the 30 under 30. The 30 under 30 is almost always exclusively libs and fashionable, politically correct sort of people and movements. And the fact that Dylan Mulvaney was named to the 30 under 30, I think he's the cover of the magazine for the premiere of our movie Lady Ballers, which is a complete send-up of the transgender movement, uh, I think is just perfect. I was at Vanderbilt University last night, and I was giving a speech on settler colonialism. You can find that speech on the YAF YouTube channel. And what do you know? I show up, I start speaking, and a ton of these transvestite activists jump up and start shrieking at me from the audience. And I said, I was a little bit confused, actually, because I didn't see any protesters outside. I guess it was chilly. They don't like physical uh, discomfort. And then I, I show up into the auditorium. I'm about to give my speech. And they start shrieking. I said, hold on, wait, what are you protesting me for? And they start shrieking. They're protesting me because I said transgenderism isn't real, which it obviously isn't. And I said, okay, well, anyway, here's, here's, here's my view. It happens to be correct. And they were shrieking and shrieking. And then finally, the cops escorted them out. So there's a lot of attention on this one very bizarre issue. And there will be more attention when our movie premieres this Friday, only for Daily Wire members. That is Lady Ballers this Friday. Now, when you want to look good in a more edifying, sustainable, and natural way, you ought to check out Genucell. Right now, go to GenuCell.com slash Knowles. I have got a Christmas gift idea that is sure to make you the hero of the season. We all know that the holidays can be hectic. The shopping, the cooking, the never-ending list of things to do. But fear not. Fear not! Because I have discovered a gift that is both thoughtful and transformative. The gift of GenuCell skincare. From now until Christmas, GenuCell's most popular package has a special discount just for our listeners at GenuCell.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. Treat yourself and your loved ones to the absolute best skincare in the world, those troubling forehead wrinkles, fine lines, skin redness, and sagging jawline will disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's most popular collection. GenuCell promises immediate effects you will see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. 
You deserve to look and feel your best this holiday season. I love this company. You know, the founder is a Coptic Christian from Egypt who left Egypt for the American dream. It is uh, really, really high-end ingredients in here, much better than you're going to see in other products. Go to genucell.com slash Knowles right now. Get this incredible holiday discount. Every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. Genucell.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, today. Speaking of men and women, love and marriage and a baby carriage, a South Korean city is attempting to reverse its birth rate collapse with a novel policy that I think we ought to replicate here, and that is to hold public mass blind dates to boost birth rates. This is the South Korean city of Songnam. They held a mass blind dating event at a hotel on Sunday for the express purpose of getting young people to marry and then have children because South Korea's birth rates, like so many birth rates around the West, are collapsing. According to one of the participating men, we are facing a real demographic crisis and the government needs to do whatever it can. I don't understand people complaining over this. I, I like the idea that this, this man participating, you know, one of the blind daters, just sits down and he says, hey, baby, hey, baby, how do you like your wine? Do you recognize that we have a collapsing birth rate problem and the government demands that we go back to my place and have a fun night? What, that is a really novel pickup line. I never considered that one back in my derelict days, but that's a pretty good one. Uh, Seoul, a better-known city in South Korea, almost had the exact same sort of event. They canceled it because there were criticisms that this is a waste of money. I don't see how anyone could say this is a waste of money. It's a little weird. It's a little silly. I'm, I'm sure that there will be uh, some curmudgeons out there who, who say that this is not a good use of taxpayer dollars. This is the most important use of taxpayer dollars. Of all the dumb social programs out there, this is a program aimed at giving your country the possibility to survive. I mean, just literally to survive. We sometimes talk about how America's dying. Our culture is dying. We need to save America. Why? Because there's one social fad or another social fad or because some left-wing hobby horse program got cut. In this case, we are talking literally about survival and death. Will there be people in your country or not? And if there aren't people, how are you going to keep the economy afloat? You're going to open up the borders and you're going to flood it with foreigners, and then you're going to lose your country because a country is people. A country is not just an abstract idea floating in outer space. A country is not just the geography and the Purple Mountain's majesty. It's the people and the traditions and the heritage and the, the lived experience of a nation. So of, of any program that you're going to spend money on, this is a great one. I am all for it. And it's not just South Korea doing it. Xi Jinping over in China, who I know he's a communist dictator, but as I've pointed out recently, that communist dictator sometimes doesn't sound so communist. In fact, he talks about the importance of economic lib- liberalization in certain places to, to boost the economy. He sounds like a national conservative in some cases, especially here, when Xi Jinping just recently said, quote, it is necessary to guide women to play their unique role in carrying forward the traditional virtues of the Chinese nation and establishing good family virtues to create a new trend of family civilization. Only with harmonious families, good family education, and correct family traditions can children be raised and society develop in a healthy manner. That is so perfectly stated, that is so obviously correct, that Xi Jinping 
is presenting himself here as a as a more coherent, normal, conservative figure than basically anyone in the Republican Party in America. What an indictment of the Republican Party in America <laughs> that we need to look for conservative wisdom to the dictator of communist China. But it's true. For goodness sakes, think about Xi Jinping's visit to San Francisco. For years in this country, we've been told there's nothing we can do to clean up our cities. We just have to allow druggies to shoot up on the street. By the way, you've heard that even from some so-called conservatives, more libertarian-minded conservatives, but they'll say, the government has no right to tell people not to shoot up drugs. If they want to do it, just don't make me pay for it, blah, 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 whatever. Supposed right-wingers are saying that. But of course, there's nothing conservative about letting addicts die of exposure. There's nothing conservative about finding feces on on your sidewalks in your major cities. It's not conservative at all. That's licentious and radical and left-wing. And then you get the dictator of communist China to show up, and all of a sudden the city looks like it's 1950 again. Goodness sakes. With communists like this, who needs conservatives? And with conservatives like this, who needs communists? Not a bad idea to take note from some of our allies, South Korea, and adversaries, China overseas, both of whom agree on a basic thing, which is that we need to have more babies. And to have more babies, we need to have a basic understanding of how biology works, how babies are made. Our political elite seem to have missed that lesson in seventh grade health class. We further need to know what marriage is and what family is. And in order to do that, we need to remember that men and women are different <laughs> and they're not able to be substituted one for the other. Men and women are complementary and need one another. And if we forget that fact, then we're not going to have any more kids. We're not going to, certainly not going to have stable families, at least. And if we don't have that, we're not going to have a country for very long. The commies get it. The, the normal kind of foreign conservatives get it. It's just the Americans on both sides of the aisle, though much more pronounced on the left, who don't seem to understand this. Speaking of China, here's some bad stuff going on in China. They're bringing back the masks, and they're bringing back social distancing. This, according to a report from The Sun out of the UK, China has brought back masks, social distancing, in a chilling echo of lockdown as they battle a mystery pneumonia outbreak four years on from COVID. Alarming footage has emerged of mask-wearing crowds inside Chinese hospitals as fears of a new pandemic sweep across the globe. Okay, before I totally lose it, before I melt down in a cascade of fear and trembling, we can remember Asian people have been wearing masks in public for a very long time. Asian people have been wearing masks on airplanes and even on public streets for a long time. That was always an Asian thing. And then during COVID, for the first time, it started to spill over into the West. And we mostly got rid of it. So the fact that as some people in China are wearing masks, doesn't worry me all too much. What worries me about this story is the number. Let's say four years on from COVID. Four years on from COVID. What happens every four years? What do you think might explain the political reaction to COVID four years ago? Was it just that for the first time ever, everyone melted down out of a panic over a cold? We just happen to really be afraid of that cold over other colds? Or do you think it might have had, that reaction might have had something to do with the presidential election and the prospect of another Donald Trump term? And do we think that maybe the fear mongers now, who don't seem to be winning, are freaking out over the potential of another virus 
Because the exact same prospect faces them. Who was the biggest beneficiary of COVID? We could say the libs. We could say mega corporations. It was the biggest transfer of wealth ever from the lower classes to the upper classes in, in all of recorded history. I think the biggest beneficiary of COVID was China. China. Because COVID shut down the United States. It politically neutered Donald Trump after many other, other attempts. That's the one that, that succeeded. Trump was winning, waging and winning a trade war with China. COVID stopped the trade war with China. COVID got rid of Donald Trump because it gave Democrats an excuse to change all of the election rules to benefit them. Uh, and what are we looking at now? We're looking at, despite all of that, Donald Trump looking as though he can beat Joe Biden. Donald Trump up, not just in national polls, which don't tell a lot of the story, but up in crucial states that he's got to win. If you look at the real clear politics average of polls, so we're not talking about outliers, we're talking about the most dependable source for polling. Trump is up almost five points in Arizona. Trump is up four or five points in Georgia on Joe Biden. Trump is, this is not a generic ballot. This is not fill in the blank. Who knows what's going to happen? Donald Trump is look, according to the polls, and not just one or two, all of the polls, and not just now, for, for a very long time now, Trump is looking like he could win again. So the libs are freaking out. They're going to try to pull some virus out from under the rug. They're going to try to find some excuse to, to cement their cheating in, in the new voting rules. But it's looking pretty strong. So as a result of that, some people who hate Trump, especially, but even people who like Trump, are trying to find a different nominee. One potential new nominee would be Nikki Haley. Uh, the Koch-backed, you know the Koch brothers, now Koch brother, I guess. The Koch network-backed Americans for Prosperity has just endorsed Nikki Haley. AFP Action, they say, is proud to throw our full support behind Nikki Haley, who offers America the opportunity to turn the page on the current political era to win the Republican primary and defeat Joe Biden next November. This is being reported as a really tough blow to Ron DeSantis. And I see why it's being reported that way, because Americans for Prosperity, they don't like Trump. They're going to pick someone to back who's going to be the anti-Trump candidate for most of this race. DeSantis was viewed as the most viable anti-Trump candidate. The fact that they're backing Nikki Haley is a, is a tough blow. Now, some of us might have seen this coming. hate to say I told you so. And the reason being that Ron DeSantis looks really, really strong because he seems to have many of the great qualities of Donald Trump while also having many of the great qualities that appeal to the less conservative, more moderate, slightly more squishy voters, more establishment voters. So you look at Ron DeSantis and you say, he's smart, he's principled, he's conservative, he's effective, he's done a great job in Florida, he's popular, he gets reelected. He, oh man, this guy's perfect. Sure, except that also might make him the weakest candidate because the Trump people aren't going to go for him because they already have their guy in the race, Trump. And the non-Trump people aren't going to go for him because he's too Trumpy. So in a way, though on one side, he looks like the strongest candidate. In another sense, from another vantage, he's the weakest candidate in the race. He's a man without a home. But the reason that I actually don't believe that this is a tough blow to Ron DeSantis is I don't think this is going to matter at all. You know, I like Nikki Haley very much personally. And so I'm happy for her that she got a big endorsement and um, it'll give her a lot of money and, and some staff. But 
I don't think it's going to matter. And the reason I think it's not going to matter is because of this graph, also from Real Clear Politics, also the average of all the polls. This is the max view of the graph going back to the very start of this primary. And people are always talking about DeSantis surging, DeSantis falling, Haley surging, this person, that. Nothing has changed. If you look beyond the headlines that are just trying to get you clicks, If anything has changed at all, Haley has gone up a tiny little bit. DeSantis has gone down a little bit. Trump has gone up a little bit. But it's basically exactly the same. Nothing in this whole race, the different candidates, the debates, the spending, the ads, the stunts, the, nothing has affected anything at all. So now the Cook Network is going to pour a lot of money into Nikki Haley. If I were a gambling man, look, the Cokes have made a lot more money than I have. But if I were a gambling man, I would not put money on anything in this race changing. Now, when you want to change your dog's nutrition, you got to check out Rough Greens. Right now, go to roughgreens.com slash Michael. The holidays are here. While you're out shopping for your family and friends, do not forget to shop for your pets too. Give your dog the gift of a healthier and happier life with Rough Greens naturopathic doctor, Dennis Black, the founder of Rough Greens, is focused on improving the health of every dog in America. Dog food might as well be considered dead food since it contains very little nutritional value. Let Rough Greens bring your, excuse me, Rough Greens bring your dog's food to life. Rough Greens is a supplement that contains all the necessary vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega oils, digestive enzymes, and don't forget antioxidants that your dog needs. You don't even have to go out and get new dog food. You just sprinkle Rough Greens on their food every day. Dog owners everywhere are raving, raving about Rough Greens. It supports healthy joints, improves bad breath, boosts energy levels, and much more. You are what you eat. Right now, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black is so confident that this will improve your dog's health. He's offering a free jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it delivered straight to your door in just a few days. Go to roughgreens.com slash Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, or call 844-ROUGH-123. That is R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, or call 844-ROUGH, R-U-F-F-123 today. Do you remember those halcyon days when we were allowed to laugh at things that were absurd instead of having to say that they aren't absurd, that they are in fact very, very good, and that you're a bad person if you even suggest otherwise. Back when Hollywood could make comedy films like Dodgeball, Wedding Crashers, Tropic Thunder without having to tow some politically correct line. Well, The Daily Wire is not tired of laughing. And this Friday, we are dropping the most triggering movie of the decade so far. It's a sports comedy about the funniest thing to ever happen in sports. Grown men who cannot beat other grown men calling themselves women and then absolutely dominating girls who spent their entire lives training to be the best. Every studio in Hollywood should be racing to make this movie, but they aren't, and they won't, and they can't. Their worldview simply will not allow them to say what virtually every American knows to be true, that the entire reason that we created women's sports was to keep the men out. That men cannot become women, no matter what some clown with a PhD in gender studies says on the subject. You are allowed to believe those things. You are allowed to laugh at people who do not. Now you can. Here's a look at the official trailer for Lady Ballers. In a world where women's sports is being transformed, The Daily Wire calls foul with the most triggering comedy of the year. 
Guys, this is serious. Sports can be your pathway to a better life. Well, like yours? <laughs> Please don't steal my catalytic converter again. Winning matters. It's the key ingredient in becoming a winner. Yeah, maybe you should try it sometime. Are you gonna move? I am not. <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. I know you're not a woman. Hey, you don't know how he you. identifies. If you could beat them. What do you know about the US Opens for the Global Games? You want us to compete as women. $5,000 prizes. My lover says you were a great coach back in the day. Join them. This is the way the world is now. My eight-year-old daughter told me all about it. So a guy can become a girl with no physical changes at all. Oh, that's called gender fluid. So I can be a woman on the court and a man in the bedroom. I can't believe it. Nice. You mean when you're sleeping? Yes. Coach. Alex. We, we could play, play basketball. basketball. We have to get the whole team back together. It's time. We're in. I'm in. I'm in. To play. Lady Baldur's. Man up. Like a girl. Guess what? I'm with her. Oh. Oh. Believe in my truth. Oh. This is my truth. From Heroes. Day one of being a girl athlete. <laughs> I love being a girl. To Sheroes. We could dominate every woman's sport. Running. Swimming, soccer. I said sport, Felix. It's ladies basketball, boys. Nobody watches. Excuse me. Are these seats open? <laughs> ne never mind. Getting dunks. <laughs> and tucking trunks. You know she didn't. That's the biggest I've ever seen on a lady. I don't care. Lady Ballers. One can even be trans age now, which provides Sheelix with a wonderful opportunity to relive all the experiences that she missed out on in school. <laughs> Streaming exclusively on Daily Wire Plus, December 1st. Now, here's the catch. You can only watch Lady Ballers with a Daily Wire Plus membership. Do you not have a Daily Wire Plus subscription yet? What's wrong with you? Join the Daily Wire Plus team. Get $55 off your new membership right now. Go to dailywire.com slash subscribe. Sign up for exclusive access. Do not miss the Lady Ballers live premiere event on Daily Wire Plus Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. What a great date night. All right, turning our attention back to politics and politicians. The House Democrats, and actually drag queens, oddly enough. So I guess there's a tie-in. Democrats are moving to expel the embattled and eccentric Republican Congressman George Santos. George Santos has been under fire because he appears to have lied about everything in his past and defrauded a lot of people. And there was a House ethics investigation, and it's not looking good for the guy. And... Uh, well, anyway, here's their argument. Mr. Speaker, pursuant to Clause 2A1 of Rule 9, I rise to give notice of my intent to raise a question of the privileges of the House. The form of the resolution is as follows. House Resolution 114 resolved that pursuant to Article 1, Section 5, Clause 2 of the Constitution of the United States, Representative George Santos be and he hereby is expelled from the House of Representatives. 
Thank you, Mr. Speaker. We have to expel him. And why do we have to expel George Santos from our nation's highest legislative body? Well, he lied, apparently, about his ethnic background. He used a funny phrase, a phrase that I used too. He said he was Jewish, but it, there doesn't seem to be evidence that he's Jewish. Or uh, So, okay. Has any other member of the lower or upper chamber of the United States Congress ever done such a thing? Would you? Does that, does that ring a bell at all? Would someone who was one one thousand twenty eighth Native American would would anyone at like that ever uh, remain a sitting United States senator? Oh right, yeah, the Dems do that. Uh, well, you see, uh, George Santos he took money inappropriately. Oh yeah, do you think any Democrat would ever do that? <laughs> Hey, let's check Nancy Pelosi's portfolio. How's that looking? Let's, she made a lot of money for being in government her whole life. Let's go further. Let's check Bob Menendez's portfolio. Bob Menendez, New Jersey Democrat senator. He's still there, right? Why? Wait, hold on. But we got to kick out George Santos? That seems a little strange. The problem with criticizing George Santos is not that he's innocent. He's not. It's not that he didn't commit serious crimes. He did. I mean, he, he appears to have committed fraud. I consider... I and Dante, the divine poet, consider fraud to be basically the worst sin you can possibly commit. Defrauding, uh, betraying one's benefactors is the sort of thing that in Dante's divine comedy gets you put into the mouth of Satan in in the river Cositis being gnawed by the the chief of the devils for all of of eternity. So yeah, that's bad. The problem is that the Democrats do all the same stuff. So I'm, I'm not saying I would endorse the guy to run again. I'm not saying I'm going to send him a campaign donation. Certainly not. I don't want my identity stolen. But why would I call on him to resign when the Democrats get away with all the same stuff, with impunity at a much higher level for a much longer time? The only reason that the libs are going after DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantos, not DeSantis, he's a good guy. The reason they're going after Santos is because we have a very slim Republican majority in the House, and they think if they can whittle away at that, then it's going to be easier to stop the Republicans from obstructing Biden's agenda. That's all it's about. And so for that reason, it's going to come up for a vote, maybe up for a vote already today. And I think it would be crazy for Republicans to vote to expel him. I agree that he deserves to be expelled. I'm not in any way defending Santos for the crimes that he would seem quite obviously to have committed. But they're not throwing him out of Congress for the crimes he's committed. They're throwing him out of Congress in a really cynical political ploy. And they're not throwing out their own members who have done similar things. So no, I think every Republican should vote to keep Santos in office. The the reason in particular is that he says he won't run for office again. So this is merely about this Congress. It's a two-year term. It's not going to be going on for much longer. He'll be out of office soon enough. Maybe then a Republican will have a chance to mount a strong campaign. But if you kick out Santos now, if the Democrats do muster enough Republicans to have a two-third vote to expel, then there's going to be a special election in New York and some Dem is going to replace him. Most likely. Why would we do that? Why, Why do Republicans always willingly just hand over power to Democrats on some mistaken understanding of principle that is really no principle at all? Now, speaking of cross-dressers, I should, I should mention for those who are unaware, George Santos apparently is a cross-dresser. That, that was another, which again, I just, I find him so funny and charming and a meme that I, 
I'm not going to really attack him. I'll attack him for the fraud, I guess. But for these kinds of things, I find that eccentric and weird and kind of funny. But uh, not a sufficient reason to kick a guy out of Congress, especially when the Democrats are trying to trans all of our kids. But but speaking of cross-dressers, Jeremy just showed up on the uh, PBD podcast uh, to describe an episode that I remember. I was here for this episode years ago. We were talking to a, a top agent at UTA, and we were we at the Daily Wire were maybe going to do some work with UTA, the agency, and. They said, there's just one thing that we're not allowed to do if we really want to make it in high levels of media and and show business. And here's what they said we can't do. That movie ain't going to no theaters. <laughs> Unless it's, you, you warn everybody. One of, the, one of the top agents at UTA came to us years ago, not that many years ago, a couple of years ago, and said, hey, we'd love to work with you guys. We can do some huge things together. And I said, no, you, there's no way you'll ever do huge things with us. You, we believe this. We believe that. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't care about any of that. We just care about, you know, th- there's an opportunity here. We want to take it. He said, the only thing is you got to back off this trans issue. So I don't care what you say about abortion. Don't care what you say about religion. Don't care what you say about who to vote for. Don't care what you say about taxes. Got to back off this trans issue. This is the religious issue of our time for the left. This yeah. represents the culmination of their religious beliefs. Uh, and so when we went to theatrical distributors, they, it was a... We, not even going to engage in the conversation. It's not that they passed. It was just like, here's a great example. The Hollywood trades have covered every movie we've made at Daily Wire so far. They won't even write about this one. And and I understand. Because that would be putting themselves on the other side of the actual religion that matters within their industry. He's totally right. He's totally right. This is the religious issue. And it, it's religious in the sense that transgenderism, when you actually get down to it, is not about the science and it's not about, it's not even just about the decadent sexual desires of of depraved leftists. It's about a, a religious question. Is the human nature best explained by traditional religion, the, the Christian view that we're body and soul united here, hylomorphic beings, or is human nature best described by Gnostic dualism? Best described by the notion that the physical world and the metaphysical world are not joined together, but they're actually in opposition, that the physical world is evil and the metaphysical world is the secret truth. It's an ancient heresy. It's cropped up a number of times in history, and it's cropped up again. So it it is a—Jeremy's actually being precise in his language here. It is a religious issue. The only thing that's frustrating here is it's, it's not the only religious issue for the left. Well, there's a lot that's frustrating about a, a top agent telling us that. But part of it is that it's, it's not the only religious issue. That top agent, he's a nice guy, he didn't realize that right now, the one issue you're not allowed to talk about is transgenderism. But two years from now, it'll be some other issue. And 10 years ago, it was some other issue. And It's always changing. So they think they're being really magnanimous. They say, look, you can talk about whatever you want. You can believe whatever you want. We're so liberal. We're so open-minded. There's just this one thing. And the one thing is always the crucial issue that matters. The, The one thing is always the issue that 
is really hot that could go maybe one way or the other, where public opinion actually matters, where pu- there could be serious political consequences. We're allowed to talk about so-called gay marriage now. You know why? Because it's a dead issue at the moment, because the Supreme Court invented some new definition of marriage, because the romantic poet Anthony Kennedy on the Supreme Court found in invisible ink in the Constitution a special constitutional right to intimacy or whatever. And at the, at the time when there was something even vaguely resembling a debate over the nature of marriage, you weren't really allowed to talk about that. You'd lose your job. Remember, they ran Brandon Icke out of, out of Mozilla, out of Firefox, the creator of Firefox, because he had donated a very small amount of money to a ballot proposition that was going to define marriage as what it had always been, namely a union between a man and a woman, a ballot proposition in liberal California that passed. Even the liberal Californians said, yeah, we know what marriage is. And because the leftist vindictive operators found out that this somewhat prominent guy in business had donated, I don't know, like five cents to the proposition, they destroyed his career. At that time, you were not allowed to talk about it. That was the one issue. But then they won on that issue. And it doesn't look like the fake definition of marriage is particularly endangered at the moment. So, okay, you'll talk, you can talk about that. Go play in your sandbox, conservatives. Talk about anything that doesn't matter. But don't talk about transgenderism. Right, right, and here's their argument. They'll say, because right now there's a real threat to trans Americans about, uh, about whether they have access to life-saving, gender-affirming care. And when they say those sorts of things, they're admitting to you the strategy. They're saying, yeah, you're not allowed to talk about anything that matters. You can talk about things that don't matter, but you can't talk about anything that matters. That's where we draw the line. Oh, okay, so you're saying we can never have any influence in the public square. Okay, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. We're not we're going to go do our own thing until you stomp that out too. But for now, you haven't been able to stomp us out yet. So, we're going to go make our our Lady Ballers movie. And I bet a lot of people are going to watch it. Speaking of liberal hegemony, Corinne Jean-Pierre, spokesman for the president, the putative president, was just asked to explain why the economy is so bad all this time into the Biden administration, and she gave a five-letter answer. Why do you think it is that when you say the economy is improving and President Biden says the economy is improving, that a majority of Americans outside of this building are not buying it? So here's the thing. When we walked into this administration, the economy was on a a tailspin. That is the fact. Because of the last administration, because of the Trump administration, because of how they dealt with Uh, dealt with COVID and the pandemic because they didn't have a comprehensive plan. The president came in, he passed the American Rescue Plan, which was able to get the economy back on its feet, which was able to open up small businesses. Small businesses were able to open up. Schools were able to open up. And we understand what Americans have been feeling over the last two, three years. It's going to take some time. We get that. It's going to take some time, but it does not take away how we have seen the economy getting back on its feet. We actually had to fix the problem that we saw that the last administration left us. This is even worse than the usual just blame the last guy routine that the Democrats in particular use. Oh, yes, years into the Biden administration, the reason for all of his problems is Trump. This is even worse because Corinne Jean-Pierre is blaming Trump for losing certain battles to Democrats like Joe Biden. She's saying, look, Donald Trump, he shut down those businesses. He, he shut down the economy over COVID. Yeah, because you made him. You forced his hand. 
Trump wanted to reopen the economy relatively quickly, wanted to reopen him by Easter. You guys wouldn't let him. He got, he got outplayed by you. Finally, one time, Trump w- was able to evade your wiles, like, like Roadrunner running away from Wiley e. Coyote. He was able to evade it in all these different unprecedented ways. But you did. You got him on COVID, and he shut the economy down. And, and now you're blaming him for it? This is like the teacher union president, Randy Weingarten, saying that she tried to reopen the schools, but, but she wasn't able to. Randy Weingarten single-handedly kept the schools closed, <laughs> almost single-handedly. And then they just turn around. They ju- this, is, this is so much worse than just stretching the truth a little bit or blaming the last guy off, offhandedly. Corinne Jean-Pierre is saying the exact opposite of reality. A total inversion, a total lie. Do you think people are going to buy that though? I don't think so. I think people are going to think back and say, you know, Trump had a great economy. Trump, under Trump, everything was going great. And then Biden came in and everything's not going great. And now Joe Biden's approval rating is the worst ever. You know, Jimmy Carter, whatever you think of the guy's politics, obviously he wasn't a very successful president. He is a very impressive guy who at 99 years old showed up to his wife's funeral. He's been in hospice for over nine months now. And the guy is just a very impressive guy. And one of the kind of jokes about this is, well, a consolation for Jimmy Carter enduring all these health ailments and, and living so long is he gets to see a guy who's a worse president than him. And that would be Joe Biden. That can help a man sleep well at night. When you want to sleep well at night, you got to check out Beam. Right now, go to shopbeam.com slash Knowles. The holidays are here. The last thing that you need during this busy time of year is to miss out on a great night's sleep. That is why our team loves Beam's Dream Powder. Beam's Dream Powder contains a powerful all-natural blend of ingredients, including magnesium L-theanine. It is not just your run-of-the-mill sleep aid. It is a concoction carefully crafted to help you slip into the sweet embrace of rest without the grogginess that often accompanies other sleep remedies. Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health. You must have a consistent nighttime routine to function at your best. Today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors like cinnamon cocoa, chocolate peanut butter, and mint chip. Better sleep has never tasted better. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. Ooh, sounds cozy. If you find yourself battling the bedtime blues, give it a shot. Your weary self will thank you. Try Beam's best-selling dream powder. Take advantage of their biggest sale of the year. Get up to 50-50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash Knowles. Discount is auto-applied to checkout. No code necessary. That is shopbeam.com slash Knowles. Get W-L-E-S for 50% off. My favorite comment yesterday is from Cheyenne the Wolf, who says, if I wasn't already a member, I would surely sign up for this Friday. Yeah, of course. This is the thing to see. I was thinking about that myself. If I were not a member of the Daily Wire, Ben finally gave me a login. Shapiro, not Davies. I, I would sign up for, this would be the thing that would get me to sign up. I might have signed up for What is a Woman? I'm, I get, you know, actually the thing that would have gotten me to sign up is if I were able to get early access or, or discounts or something to the uh, beautiful Mayflower cigars, 21 plus to order some exclusion supply. But beyond that, I think this would be the, this would be the, the piece of content. Lady Ballers would be the one to get me to sign up. Now, speaking of the economy, Zoom fatigue is taking its toll on your health. This is according to a report published in the journal Scientific Reports. Looked for physiological signs of fatigue 
in 35 students attending lectures on engineering at an Austrian university. Uh, They found that there were notable differences between the in-person and the online groups. So since COVID, a lot of people have had to, and even chosen to do their meetings and even have social gatherings on Zoom. And the survey, the study found that video participants' fatigue mounted over the course of the session. Their brain states showed that they were struggling to pay attention. The group's moods varied as well. In-person participants reported feeling livelier, happier, and more active. Online participants said they felt tired, drowsy, and fed up. Of course. I hate Zoom. Sometimes people want to schedule Zoom meetings with me. I try to avoid it. I'll, I'll have it on the phone if I'm going to do a in, not-in-person meeting. But I want to do stuff in person. And the reason is, it doesn't take a scientific study to know that human beings prefer to do things in person than virtually. And the reason for this is that same religious error that Jeremy was pointing out that we were discussing earlier. Namely, we are incarnate beings. We are body and soul. We are not to be abstracted one from the other. We're both tied together. This is, I think, one of the drivers of the transgender ideology. Beyond the uh, bizarre philosophy, the logical conclusion of liberalism, beyond the, I don't know, whatever chemicals they're putting in the water, A big driver of it is technology. The fact that we live in the virtual world so often now makes us think that our bodies don't really matter, that we are something totally different from our bodies. And if you really believe that, then you can say, all right, well, I don't like my body. I I feel alienated from my body. So I'm going to pretend that my identity has nothing to do with my body. And I might even chop my body up to to make it look a little bit more like my fantasy view of, of who I supposedly really am. But at a... At a more quotidian level, this is happening to people all the time as they undertake their stupid Zoom meetings. You're, that's not going to satisfy you to just sit in front of a screen all day and look at little moving pixels. You're a human being. You're supposed to move around and talk to real human beings and touch them. And even d- during, goodness gracious, during COVID, when we, we weren't allowed to see our loved ones, you had to hug people up against a plate of glass or something. No, we need to hug each other. We need to we need to have human contact. We're a coupling creature, a social animal, the, the political animal, okay? The liberal culture wants to replace marriage with, well, a new fake definition of marriage and ultimately just replace it with porn. You know, just <laughs> replace it with, with uh, uh, sitting alone in, in, your, in your home looking at pixels wants to replace office settings, work settings, where you see people and interact and have lunch, wants to replace that with sitting in your home, looking at moving pixels, wants to replace everything with this abstracted view, wants to replace your community of friends with virtual online friends, all the rest of it. It's not going to work. That will never work. We are incarnate beings. Did you know that mRNA vaccines are approved for use in pigs in the United States? Not to mention, 85% of the beef sold in your local grocery store is imported. In fact, over 5 billion pounds of meat was imported just last year. 
There's so much mystery surrounding our meat, which is why I'm so grateful for my Good Rancher subscription. I know that I don't have to worry about imported meat or unknown vaccines in the food that I feed my family. Good Ranchers is saying mRNO to mRNA by offering a free 10-pound Easter ham with any subscription. Unlike the pork from the grocery store, Good Ranchers ham is guaranteed 100% free from mRNA vaccines. This is a $119 value, absolutely free with code DAILYWIRE. Go to GoodRanchers.com and say mRNO to mRNA by subscribing today. You have a right to know exactly what's in your food, and Good Ranchers is dedicated to protecting that right and providing your family with the best meat in America, free from any unknown and potentially harmful additives. Go to GoodRanchers.com and subscribe to any of their boxes and use code DAILYWIRE at checkout. Every subscription will come with a free Heritage Ham, $25 off, and Good Ranchers lifetime quality commitment. That's GoodRanchers.com, code DAILYWIRE. Now, speaking of bodily reality, there's a good story today. This is from Indiana. A baby, a newborn baby, was surrendered to and safely retrieved from a baby box in Indiana. Have you? Ever, I've covered baby boxes on this show before. Baby boxes are this kind of silly but really important uh, innovation in public policy, which is for people who have a baby but don't want the baby, instead of leaving it outside at a fire department where it could die of exposure, instead of throwing it in a trash can, which happens, instead of killing the baby, you just surrender the baby to a nice, warm, climate-controlled box where the baby will then be accepted anonymously and then uh, given to an adoptive couple that that actually wants to take care of the baby. And so far this year, uh, seven babies have been surrendered in Indiana alone in, in these baby boxes, 16 across the country. And this is a very new policy. It's not in a lot of places. I, I met the guy actually who pioneered this idea. Uh, the, the baby will likely be adopted by a family within 30 to 45 days. This is really beautiful stuff. You know, there are, there are seven babies in the state of Indiana, seven human beings who will look back one day and say, wow, that policy is responsible for me being alive, most likely. Wow. That's a reminder that, polit- that the law is a teacher, that politics can shape human behavior, of course, that laws will, of course, shape human behavior. And they have very, very practical, tangible effects. It's not just, you know, the economic forecasts 30 years into the future. It's, hey, is that human being going to be alive or is that human being going to be killed as a baby? What, what's it going to be? We're incarnate creatures. It's a, it's a reminder. How many people c- commit more horrible crimes because of shame? Think about that. This, this woman who surrendered her baby, didn't want to keep the baby, might have felt some shame that she got knocked up. In, in other circumstances, if that baby box were not there, she might have, she might have killed the baby, disposed of the baby, to, to, which is a far more heinous crime than, you know, sleeping out of wedlock or something. But a lot of people do that. And so we, in our public policy, we need to account for that. And we can pass laws to change behavior, change the view of the, the value of human life. They can do it in Seoul. They can do it in China. We, we ought to do it here too. The rest of the show continues now. You do not want to miss it. Become a member. Use code Knowles, Canada, at checkout for two months free on all annual plans. 